0: welcome to NRI Women, the show where we talk to and
1: share stories of women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Today we have an interesting subject to talk about, something that most women are likely to face in their lifetime if they choose to have children, taking a break in their career to raise their children. And we've got four different perspectives today.
0: Sandra Skerje is the head of marketing at a multinational technology firm and is a mom to three children aged 15, 10 and 9. She didn't take a break in her career and continues to work while raising her three children.
1: Next, we have Vinita Alfonso, a senior flight purser with an international airline. She quit her job and went back to work after six years and is mum to two children now aged 20 and 17. At the time though, she did not have a choice to continue to work. She had to quit if she wanted to start a family and so she did. And the last two
0: points of view are ours truly. I'm Nanora, one of the co-hosts. I wasn't a career person to begin with. I bounced from being an assistant fashion designer to being an assistant account executive for an advertising agency in New York City. However, I must admit, I worked until I got pregnant with my firstborn. Living in New York at the time meant the cost of expensive daycare versus my salary, which happened to be around the same, and therefore I decided to quit work raise the children, and get a new title in my resume. Stay-at-home mom. Back then, it never occurred to me about going back to work as such. But here I am, 16 years later, trying to carve a new path for myself and to change that title in my
1: resume. I'm Bettina. For me, I was working with my husband at our agency, and I had no plans to stop working. In fact, I remember I was answering work emails from the hospital a few hours after my son was born. I know it sounds bizarre now, but it was perfectly normal to me at the time. Guess when it's your own business, it's hard to draw those boundaries between personal and work time. And they were both my babies. However, eventually it all caught up and I had to make a choice. I couldn't do both at the time. So I made the choice to take a break and get back to work later when things were in better control. I mean, I had a job waiting for me. Or so I thought.
0: Any of you listening to this podcast are likely to fall into one of these categories for sure. So thank you for listening in as this episode offers different perspectives and advice based on each one of our experiences.
1: We begin with Sandra, who has a career in marketing management that spans over 20 years across the USA, Canada and now the Middle East. So how did she make the choice to continue work?
2: That's a really good question and, and one that I'm asked quite frequently. Um, I certainly work out of a personal choice, I think um, I'm lucky to be you know, having that option. Um, my career development was very important to me. My career has been my pride um, and my accomplishment. It's my identity and it's not something I found that I could give up easily. It's not to say that my family aren't important enough for me. In fact, they are even more so. But as a woman in this day and age, um, I believe we are lucky enough to be given the opportunities to live out our dreams and have the choice to be either stay-at-home moms or working moms, both being very demanding roles. Um, I believe I'm lucky to be born into and married into a forward-thinking family that believes that a woman can have a place both in the home while pursuing a career.
0: Vanita, on the other hand, did not have a choice to continue work. She had to give
3: it up to have a family. I was in my late 20s when I began flying. I flew for about two or three years and then we got married. Then I flew again for one year after I got married and I decided to leave to start a family. Because in those days, technically, we were not even allowed to be married, though the company looked the other way when the new crew were married. But however, if you wanted to start a family, you had to leave because there was no such thing as maternity leave and all in the old days. However, it was a, a natural uh, thing for me and my husband, we decided like, you know, okay, it's time to hang up my flying wings and you know, start a family. So I was happy to do it as well at the time, though I knew I'd, I was giving up quite a bit that I loved, but I was happy to do that. For me, the choice to be a stay-at-home
0: mom was made literally when I got pregnant. Considering I had no plans to be a CEO, it just made sense to stay at home and look after the kids. My only regret of staying at home was that I couldn't dress up every day for work. But jokes aside, it felt like the right choice at the right time for our newly extended family. I did start a small home business making berets for little girls so I could stay sane. I got the inspiration from my daughter and had named the business Kaylee's Girls. A creative pastime, but looking back today, I wouldn't change being a
1: stay-at-home mom. I never thought of myself as a stay-at-home mum. I thought having my own business would offer me the flexibility of working and being a mum. I thought it would be easier for me compared to others. I was my own boss after all. And yet, I found myself struggling to find the balance. And I have to admit it was skewed mostly towards work. Then when my son was about a year and a half and started nursery, he kept falling ill, had asthma which led to aggressive infections and hospitalizations. At that point, we had to step back and be there for him. I could not do both. So we decided we had to make a choice at the time. I gave up work and I was okay with it as I knew that I could always go back to it. That was five years ago and I still haven't gone back.
0: Vinita, Bitu and I thought we would go back to work in a few years. For Vinita, it was a bit different though as getting back a job as crew after children was not an option then.
3: Yes, it wasn't the norm but then I got to know from a few of my family members who were still employed with the same airline that uh, they had kind of changed their way of thinking and, you know, they had kind of, what do you say, reviewed their policy and they had decided to actually re-employ people who had left because, you know, they recognised that the experience was much needed for the airline's growth. So uh, he said to me, you know, so-and-so thing is happening, why don't you reapply, and all, and give it a thought. Of course it was very difficult at that time I was like really into the swing of things like being being a mommy and taking care of my kids and I was like no 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 how can I do that I can't be a flight attendant again I need to get back into shape and you know things like that but then with a little of uh, coercion a little coaxing and a lot of support from my husband who told me of course you can do it and there's nothing to it
1: and you know I can support you and I did it. So when you uh, came back, to, I mean, came back to work at the airline, it was was that a period that you were thinking or considering of going back to work, actively, and that's why you were saying, or was it that the opportunity presented itself where you found out that the airline was taking its old staff back, and so you considered it?
3: It was purely the opportunity presented itself at the right time because at that time, I was really beginning to feel that I need to do something more. Of course, it's very challenging, as you know, to being a mother and all that, but I felt I had more in me. And opportunities are very, very slim in Goa to do something like what I had experienced for. And it was the right opportunity at the right time, and I grabbed it. And I thought, okay, let me see if I can make this work. It was tough because, you know, leaving everything behind, but it was, like you say, an opportunity at the right time presented itself. Listening to her talk makes us feel like if the right opportunity had
0: presented itself at the right time to us, we'd take it in a heartbeat. But it's never so easy. The reality for Vanita is that she had to make the choice of leaving her younger child then only two years old and go back to work in another country at a job which was not your normal 9 to 5. And as a parent I know now that there is no such thing as right opportunity at the right time. It never seems like the right time. Only grabbing the opportunities when they present themselves can retrospectively look like they were the right ones at the right time. Like I said earlier, I never knew I would go back to working full-time again, as over time I just got so used to being a stay-at-home mom. But look at me now, grabbing opportunities as they come in, juggling a family, a home business, a podcast, and
1: an NGO, who would have thought? I can now look back and see that the break at work came for me at the right time, and gave me the space to see that I could pursue other options that I was more passionate about. Something I may not have been able to see had I continued. So in hindsight, The break was an opportunity too. Not only did it give me time to be around my children as they were growing up, but also gave me time to think about what I really wanted to do. Whether one
0: chooses to continue work or chooses to stay at home, one can only be successful at it with support. Vanita was encouraged by her husband to take the opportunity when it presented itself and she took it. For Sandra, she had support at home. The so one thing I learned,
2: um, and I learned very early, is that I could not do everything single-handedly. Uh, as moms, you know, you, you tend to be uh, a superwoman, or, or you think you can, and, and you're not. Um, in my earlier mommy years, um, I tried being a perfect career woman and, and mom. I was doing everything on my own and trying to do my best to juggle it all, and I completely burned myself out. I was miserable and I learned that, um, as I mentioned earlier, I was no superwoman and there was no shame in asking for help. Firstly, my husband is truly my partner. He realises that my workload is pretty much equivalent to his and he supports me in our parental responsibilities, whether it is ensuring that the children are well fed, tutored, ready for bed and, and so on. We take turns in in our grocery shopping, for example, uh, our parent-teacher meetings, um, maintenance at home, cooking, taking their children for their activities and so on. The best part of this is that our children know that they have both of us at their disposal. They know that if one parent is tied up with work,
0: the other is always available to help them. Support is key. Edward was very hands-on dad from the get-go. His home chores would start the moment he got home from work. We both didn't have family close by, so we had to depend largely on each other. The kids were just a year apart, so the first few years were the most stressful for both of us. Any stay-at-home mom will relate to this, whether their kids are close in age or not. I would wait for Edward to be back home in the evening so he could take over and that I could just unwind with a glass of wine in hand and not have the kids tug away at me. I must also mention I had a fabulous group of moms who were my support group as well. We first met at the hospital with our newborns. Something the US hospital caters to when you first give birth, a support system for all new moms. Today, 15 years later, most of them are close friends and Edward still continues to be a huge support with the kids.
1: Our support system is our nanny. We have no family close by either. And since I was not part of the business actively, the pressure to manage it all was squarely on Ramesh. And the bit of raising the kids was in me. I'm very grateful though and recognize that living in the Middle East means we have the luxury of having a nanny which gives me some breathing space. But we have found a way to support each other by each doing our parts and contributing to the whole.
0: And yet we seem to live in an unrealistic world driven by social media, where it's portrayed one can have it all. The unpleasant parts carefully hidden and only the best portrayed.
2: Firstly, uh, that's a really good example and, and don't believe everything you see on social media, right? We always tend to portray uh, the best of our lives on social media. Nobody would go up there to portray the worst, so don't believe everything you see and, and read. I don't believe anyone can have it all um, and I don't believe that anyone would want to. I believe that you know the challenges we face in life are those that help us grow and, and evolve and, and that's really very important. We have what we can manage, and what is simply the best for our lives and our situation.
0: That is the way we must look at things. Sandra, what you just said reminded me so much of my mother. My mom was a single parent as far as I can remember. She had no choice but to work and stay abroad alone without us. She would have loved to have been a stay-at-home mom, I'm sure, but circumstances proved otherwise. She did the best she could, alone, to the best of her ability, alone. And here I am today, living by her example. One of my biggest lessons learned from her, to manage with what we have and not spread thin. She always had the saying that she would tell me in Konkani, never stretch your legs beyond your blanket. And it has stayed with me till today. Since you mentioned
2: choices, I I want to elaborate on that a bit. In the generation before ours, our mothers made many sacrifices and great strides to give us, uh, today's woman, the liberties to have the choices that we, and perhaps even the generations after us, take for granted. In the generation of our grandmothers, most moms were stay-at-home moms. Getting married back then took away the choice. Their identity and self-accomplishment corresponded directly to their own upkeep, the, their well-organized and homes, their skills in the kitchen, their happy husbands and how well their children behaved and how much they accomplished in their lives. While most moms remained stay at home, some—and uh, this was the exception rather than the rule—entered the workforce. And they entered the workforce out of a necessity for the supplemental income. If you've seen the the movie Mona Lisa Smile, this is actually one of my most favorite movies. You will have some insight into this. Our mother's generation saw more women getting educated, liberated, and finding their independence. This was a generation that looked to having a career as a choice. And we have much to be thankful for them um, as they paved the way for us, our generation. Our daughters will take what we are doing further. And we see it already, the lines uh, between what was deemed male-dominated activities or occupations are being blurred. I believe that we are really, really lucky to have that choice and be whatever we choose to be. And that would be whether we are stay at home and choosing to do so, or whether we are a working mom and
1: choosing to do so. Yes, we are lucky to have the choice to be either a working mom or a stay at home mom. Both come with their blessings and their burdens. We have to grapple with our new identities as mothers, adapt to new demands while finding a way to deal with those demands. And either choice is not an easy one. And so we should remember
2: Firstly, um, and I think I've mentioned it a few times, right? Um, Don't try and be a superwoman. Uh, If you need help, ask for it. Um, Ask your community, ask your husband. um, And and don't assume that your husband knows that you need the help. You know, uh, men, you need to communicate, right? So if you're having a tough time, let him know. He's not going to figure it out on his own. Um, And um, you'll be surprised, but when your children reach a certain age, you can pretty much ask them too you know, and they will help you. If you're having a really bad day, uh, or if things aren't falling into place, you know, turn around and tell your children, you know, guys, I need you to behave, or guys, I need a helping hand today. And you'll be surprised that they will understand and they will help you out. Secondly, um, I really, really need to say this, don't be fooled. Uh, the grass isn't greener on the other side, okay? So I see a lot of working moms uh, at, at the office or, or even my friends who, you know, they they look at their friends who are stay-at-home moms and they say, well, I wish that that could be me. I wish that I could be out one day and just sit in a coffee shop or, or hit the gym, you know, where I don't have to worry about my colleagues or my projects or work that I need to deliver. And then I see my friends who are stay-at-home moms and, and they're exhausted and they're like, I wish that there was just this one day where I didn't need to do the laundry or I didn't need to do this uh, this whole, uh, you know, list of tasks and I could just be in an office all day and just relax, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really funny when, when you see that, right? Uh, the grass isn't greener. Um, the grass on our lawn is best suited for each of our individual situations and for our individual families. Thirdly, live life to the fullest. If you are a working mom and are happy being one, don't feel guilty about it. You know, enjoy the opportunity that has been given to you. And, you know, it is what is um, best for you and your family. And likewise, if you are a stay-at-home mom, you know, you too have a 24 by 7 job and you're doing what is best for you and your family. So enjoy that too. And at the end, um, I guess that is what counts in, in that we are each of us happy uh, and satisfied with our individual situations.
0: And if you're at work and about to
3: give it up, maybe consider Venita's advice. Now that you ask me this, there's a, there's, there are quite a few of our young, you know, they're called uh, uh, CSVs or supervisors. Uh, they also are in the supervisory positions, but they are in charge of different cabins. So very often they take maternity leave. They're youngers. They're like in their early 30s or late 20s and uh, when they return back to work after 14 months, their babies are like five or six months. And many of them have already uh, always spoken to me like, you know, uh, Vinny, it's getting very hard and I'm thinking of giving up because I feel my baby needs me and it's so hard, you know, coming on night flights and my baby's not well and I have to rely on my mother-in-law or the maid. And I always say to them, hang on there, these days will pass. And you look back four years later and you'll be so happy you didn't give in. Because after a few years, your child will grow. He will go to school. He will form a friendship with a different circle of friends. He will have a life of his own. He will not need his mama as much as you think he needs you now. And you'll be so glad you hung on to your career. And then all of you will get to enjoy the fruits of your career, like my kids do now. So don't give up. It's a few days of hardship, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Do it and you know, don't think, oh my child needs me. It's nothing. Everybody grows up and these days pass. And don't stress about these things, you know. If you need to put in more money, like, okay, throw the money now. Get an extra maid, get an extra one because this is all investment. Later on, it'll pay you back. And just keep going. That's what I feel.
1: Do what you like. Don't give it up. There are expectations that women are to be there 100% for their kids and there are expectations that they will push forward with advancing in their careers. Those conflicting ideals can weigh heavily on a mom who's torn between her career and her kids. Ultimately, the decision should come down to what you want to do and the choice that is right for you and your family. So looking back, what would you do differently?
2: So one of the things I I believe that I would do differently um, is I would have loved to have spent more time with my children when they were much younger. Um, I believe that I missed out on that opportunity and I think it came from the fact that maybe at the time when I was a younger mom I was not as self-confident in my career I believe that if I had stayed at home uh, during their younger years and not returned back to work I would have you know, fallen back in my career or I would have missed out on that opportunity or my job would not have been waiting for me and it made me rush back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that that was a mistake. I should have been more confident because um, that job would have been waiting for me when I was ready and if not that job there would have been something else. So. I think one of my, my greatest regrets that I would do over if I had that opportunity was you know, to spend those first few years of my children's development with them um, and then
3: return back to work when the time was right. I feel uh, personally, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I took the right decision because I left and came back and, uh, you know, there are many of my contemporaries who did not leave. And today, yes, they may be uh, placed to the better financial standing than I am, but they've missed out on so much in life and the personal front. So there I have gained a lot and I'm very thankful to God for that. But personally, I feel perhaps, uh, you know, we get into a state of complacency. You, I always wanted to have a small business and I always would say, OK, next year, next year. And Because flying is such you live from roster to roster and from destination to destination. And you kind of get into a zone where you think like maybe I'll do it later. But if I had to start earlier, maybe I would already be on my feet by now. And, you know, things would not have been pushed to the, to the back burner. That's the only thing.
1: I was surprised at how easy it was for me to shed the work mode and slip into being a stay-at-home mum, even though I didn't consider myself to be. I didn't miss the work. I was still in touch as my husband discussed the daily work with me, and this time I could offer a perspective from the outside. I didn't take into account, though, the loneliness one can sometimes feel of being a stay-at-home mum. Being a working mum meant my days were spent in daily engagement with other adults, and my child, as much as I loved him, couldn't replace that. I did utilize the extra time I had on hand though. I learned Arabic and started reading incessantly, both of which would not have been possible with working full time. This opened up my mind in ways I had not imagined. I wish though I had actioned some of my ideas earlier and not procrastinated.
0: Looking back, one of my only regret of being a stay-at-home mom is not being able to earn my own money. But yet again I say, I wouldn't change my life any other way. I had my kids at the age of 30 and I grew up with them so I was lucky enough to see their growth milestones and for that I feel blessed enough.
1: Sounds familiar? That's because it's most of us. I wish I had taken the time off to be with the kids. I wish I had planned better and had an option B in place. I wish I had never quit and considered the lifetime impact of my decisions. The one thing in common is they are all in the past. We should remember not to have to defend, justify or regret our choices. We did what we thought was best and the only real opportunity is now.
0: We live in an age where knowledge is available at the click of a fingertip and the opportunities are endless. There is nothing to stop us from taking a course online, learning something new, following our passion or just getting back to work if we want to. I'm a living example of it. After I got back from my Chadar trek, I went on to start a home business yet again. And now I'm exploring podcasting, helping build an online community, all things new to me thanks to Bitu for motivating me to get on board this ride. I learn each day, I make mistakes constantly, and I'm trying to find my way in all of this. All of this excites me, motivates me, and helps me look forward to yet another day. So if I can do it, trust me,
1: anyone can. This is what NRI Woman is all about, meaningful conversations. Join us again next time for our conversations on NRI Woman. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes, and the show is available to download on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or Twitter at nri woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website, www.nriwoman.com.
1: I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman... Sometimes I don't feel like a 21-year-old
0: because the other 21-year-olds are just out there partying and having fun. Things don't come that easily and I think this is my struggle right now. Maybe the others will have their share of struggle later on in life when I'll be out partying.
1: New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe.